Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how, whoa, forgot my light. Ha, it's like that today. There we go, forgot my light. Hey everybody, how's it going? We're at, we're at Thursday, one more day of work and got the weekend and some people have a long weekend and some people are going to have the, that weekend, work Monday, have Tuesday off and all that good stuff for 4th of July, but uh, at least it's something to look forward to. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have something that you think is paranormal going on in your home or business, we can help you. It might take us a while to get to you because California is a huge state, and believe it or not, you know, you see these pictures of San Francisco and stuff, but uh, there are a lot of wide open spaces. There's desert, a little bit of everything. So it may take us a couple days, but uh, what I can do in that case is we have uh, mediums on staff who can, who can call you and, and discuss what's going on. And in some cases, if, there's, you know, if they feel something's going on, they can, calm, they can calm it down so we can get out there. Like I said, one or two days. Anyway, welcome. We've got a great show tonight. I'm so excited. I love ITC. I love doing ITC. That's one of the things I enjoy doing. And communicating via, you know, via, via different techniques. Love doing it. Love doing it. Love, love getting those answers. And my guest tonight has come up with a very, very new and unique way to communicate. And I'm going to let him tell you about it when we get to that point. Because I'll just screw it up. If you're watching from Facebook tonight and you haven't done so already, please be sure to hit that follow button. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We've got 631 videos sitting over at YouTube, all on varying topics. And I mean, I'm a journalist, I'm a photojournalist, and I don't like to do paranormal stuff all the time. So there's all kinds of topics on there. Like yesterday, we were talking about a shipwreck in the Great Lakes. I love to do stuff like that, too. So if you go over to our YouTube site and you start to peruse our videos, you'll see there's all kinds of stuff over there. And because there's all kinds of stuff over there, because I have issues with it, when I go into, uh, sometimes I'll have repeat guests. When I go in to get information on a repeat guest, and I look at my front, uh, that front page of my YouTube page, I might as well take an Excedrin, because it's just jumbles and jumbles. So what I'm doing just about finished is I've created folders uh, with categories so I'm moving all the files in that that way when you go into that page you can find stuff right away that you want to that you want to talk about maybe you're ready UFOs and abductees there's a folder for that maybe when Nancy Matt's you know is on you miss her but you want to see her, her older shows there's a file for that etc 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 so I'm trying to make it easier for people to access those 600 no, those 600 odd videos because it can get really really overwhelming over there also if you are watching from facebook and youtube tonight i want you to uh do me a favor if you like what you hear give me some thumbs up you know hearts give me some happy faces show me some love because what happens is is youtube and facebook have algorithms and when you give us the thumbs up and all that good stuff facebook sees that so does youtube and they put us higher in the algorithm which means it puts us out they will put us out to more people to see. And you guys are doing really good with that. So far, it's worked. We're, you know, we're getting out to more and more people. So I'm real excited about that. But we got to remember, you know, every show we we have to keep that stuff up. The other thing, too, is if you're at home and you're watching with, with a house full of people, have them come in and say, hey, you know what? There's, there's this little, little old show that I watch. And it's pretty good. Why don't you come on and check it out? That's how that's how word of mouth works. You talk to somebody, somebody talks to somebody, or maybe they talk to three people, or however it works. The next thing you know, we've got hundreds of people watching the show, hundreds of people, thousands of people watching the show, right? That's that's how that works. So that's that's all I ask. If you're watching us and you like us, I have two announcements to make. One is that the uh, 
class that I'm teaching, because uh, I've been recruiting new members of the team, that has sold out. Okay, so that's sold out. But I do have the other event on the 9th of July where, uh, you know, for people that don't want to be connected to a ghost hunt team but just want to hang out in a haunted place and get a feel for it. We've been around almost 20 years, and we've done almost every haunted location there is in Northern California and, and Central. So I know of a lot of places that that are easy to access. You know, they, they, they might be a restaurant, might be a theater, or, or, or a hotel, or something like that, or an opera house even, that they allow the public in on tours, or, or you could just go have lunch, or maybe stay the night at a haunted hotel, and do a little ghost hunting on, on the side, you know, at night, so you don't bother anybody. I'm going to provide you, provide you with a list of that. And then, in addition, I'm going to be sharing some of the evidence that we got for these places. All right? But you're going to have a master list of these places to go. You can take your family. And like I said, you can, you can, you can have lunch. You can, you know, stay the night, whatever. You know, but but uh, it's, it would be kind of nice to have to have something like that. I know, I know before I became a ghost hunter, and I used to go to the Murphy's Hotel all the time with my mom and dad, and, and I heard it was haunted, and, and, I, and I, couldn't, I, wouldn't know. I wasn't more than, like, 12 or 13 years old, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Talk to the employees. They tell you all about their ghosties. So anyway, that's the, that's the plan. So if you guys want to do that, sign up for that for that. I'm gonna say event. It's not really a class, but sign up for that event. That's Sunday, July uh, 9th. Come on over to the California Haunts Meetup site and uh, go through events, and you'll find it right there. Okay. Okay. That being said, my guest tonight, Tony Rathman, as I said in the beginning of the show, has been put, has probably been ghost hunting as long as I have. And over the years, and, and, uh, you know, as ghost hunters, we're always trying to improve upon the stuff we do. Because I know, like, as far as communication processes go, there's communication techniques that, that I just don't like. Because I, uh, or, or I use them in spots where, no, where a lot of people don't use them because I'm, I'm kind of leery of them. Like the SB-11, or not, not so much the SB-11, but... The shack hacks that 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 uh, scan the radio stations. I have a thing about using those in big cities because I feel that if they do it random enough, you're going to pick up little bits and pieces of words that, that are going to match what you're doing. The chances of that are higher, so I will tend to use those like out way out in the country. You know that, that's one of my biggest peeves with those. So I, I tend, but then I tend not to use them because it drives me nuts. SB11, I've done okay with that. But there's always improvement. There's always improvement. And uh, the gentleman that's coming on tonight to talk has, has, has pretty much done, probably done the same thing I have, going through this stuff and looking at it and going, ah, you know, we could do better, make something better, create something. And that's what he's done. And he sent me some files, some video files that we're going to get to see. So we get to see and hear the results. And I, I went through those files last night, and wow, that's all I can say, as clear as it is, the answers they got, fantastic, fantastic. So I'm going to bring him in right now, and he can tell you about himself, and uh, we'll get this ball rolling. Here we go. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Tell me about you, sir. Well, let's see. 13 years ago, I didn't believe in anything paranormal. Um, I grew up, my father was physics teacher, physical science, chemistry teacher. So every question I asked as a kid was all science-based. Why is the sky blue? Well, it's, it's blue because the particles in the atmosphere split the light, and blue light is the most common of the colors, and that's why the sky appears blue. So paranormal never fell into it. Mm -hmm. But when I met my wife, she had a huge interest in it, and she kept wanting me to watch the paranormal show she was watching and I could sit through about three minutes of it and say, this is for entertainment only, this is not real. Um, and then she, on one Valentine's day, she said, I wanna go ghost hunting. Well, it was Valentine's day, I had two choices. I could take her or I could have her mad at me until next Valentine's day. So I, I took her. But when she start, when we got home after the weekend, she started going through the pictures, the audio recordings, the video recordings. There was stuff in there I just couldn't explain. Mm -hmm. And what I liked the most 
was the audio. And for the last 13 years, we, well, for the, yeah, for the last 13 years, we focused on EVP. Then we got involved in ITC and I loved it. Um, but it didn't, it didn't function in a manner to me that was clear enough, that was understandable enough. The messages, the replies were brief. And if you look at anybody in academia or in science, and the first thing they'll do is they'll pull apart answers that come from spirit boxes saying, you're getting stray radio. It just happened to coincide yeah. with the question that you asked. Right. So, you know, there was a, there's that low hanging fruit for them to grab onto. Um, do spirit boxes work? Yes. I know that for a fact because mm -hmm. for 12 years we, we built them um, and we improved everyone that we built from the first one to the last one. But the concern with it was, is that A, you still had that low-hanging fruit that skeptics and, and people would say, ah, you know, you're using a broken radio, it's just stray radio waves. And the answers were brief, short, and never of length or substance. And we wanted to change that. One of the first hurdles was that over the years of researching both EVP and ITC was with ITC, we noticed that when we actually got a voice that we believed to be paranormal, it did not come in at the Hertz where radio waves were coming through the machine. It would come in above it or below it. And that was a dead giveaway that the voice was not part of a radio transmission. And so we be, that began the process, and we began to work with that to lead up to Staticom, which is what we do today. Absolutely fascinating. You know, uh, talking about the radio transmissions, because of course I made a comment about that already. See, my thought with those was always within that whole monkey thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you put enough monkeys in a room with typewriters and just let them go on. Eventually, they're going to type all the classics. And that's how I feel about like like the shack hacks because you get into a crowd, you get into a big city with all these radio stations and you're asking questions and you're sitting there really concentrating on those questions. You're going to hear what you want to hear that gets picked out of whatever they hit, you know, whatever it scans on. And so that's why I have issues with that. It's not so much I'm a debunker because I've used them. I agree with you. I've used them like in the outskirts where there's not a lot of radio stations and gotten pretty good stuff. But the answers again are short, like you say, you know. But as far as like using it, I don't mind them. I, I just don't think they should be used in like 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 busy cities. Well, you know, Frank Sumption, who built the Frank's box and literally developed the whole spirit box phenomenon, was a brilliant man, and he had a great idea. But the concept at that time was that spirits would take the fragments of radio and manipulate them into their, their own words, their own sentences. I can tell you that after years of research, we don't believe that happens anymore. In fact, they don't use the vocals from radio at all. What the radio does is actually interrupt what they're trying to communicate. And it's not through the radio stations or the, the vocals that are contained within the transmissions they're using straight white noise to communicate. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. And also, like you say, the answers were always short. So then you have people filling in around them. Oh, you know, there'd be an answer that say, oh, yeah, you mean that you broke your arm when you hear something like arm, you know, oh, you broke your arm. And that's not, yeah, you know. So. Right. Okay. So as you started to develop this stuff, I know, I know we all do that. I mean, we're all trying to perfect what we, you know, the, the, the techniques we're doing. I mean, that, that's just a normal for ghost hunters. How did you come up with this, the, the, to design this thing? I mean, this is fantastic from what I heard. Well, we went on a four-mansion tour with some paranormal counterparts of ours. Ron Yacovetti, 
and Lourdes Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. And what they had done was they brought back a method that was used years ago. And with the invention of the spirit box kind of fell by the wayside. And that method was called direct radio voice. Okay. And it, um, Frederick Jurgensen was the first one to realize that he could get voices mm -hmm. out of a blank static radio station. And then people like um, um, Radave mm -hmm. and people like Marcello Bacci also used that method and produced voices that came out of blank radio stations. So although you're still using a radio mm -hmm. and, and, you know, skeptic can still think, well, you know, you could be picking up a stray radio wave and still getting a transmission, but the voices that were communicating with them were giving and displaying intelligence. Um, the answers were coming in both a timely and um, relevant manner to the question asked. So what they did, what Ron and Lourdes did was bring this method back. And they sat for years in front of a radio produced, playing nothing but static and asking questions. And then eventually answers began to show up. Well, to fast forward, when we heard what they, the responses they were getting, I don't think I've touched a spirit box since. Mm -hmm. And so we partnered with them and said, okay, let's, let's advance this. Let's bring it into the 21st century. And we went through and did everything from removing the radio mm -hmm. to slowing down live white noise in real time because what would happen is the spirits would speak so fast that faster than the human vocal cord could can even say words and so we were able then to literally take white noise and slow it down in real time so we could hear the answers clearer and more effectively we put all sorts of modulations on it that would reduce the static, enhance the signal, bring the voice up louder, all sorts of other things. Um, and we kept progressing with this method because it was working and our responses were getting better. And today, you know, Thomas Edison claimed to want to produce a, a phone to the dead. Right. Well, as far as equipment that's out there today, Staticom, we believe, is about as close as anyone's ever come to being able to communicate this effectively with what we believe to be the other side. And I say believe because anytime dealing with anything in the paranormal, you know some variables as they react to the 3D world that we live in. But mm -hmm. there's 60, 70 percent of those variables that are on the other side. And we don't we can't know exactly how those work. And you don't have any sound banks in this either. So there's so there's not any pre, uh, pre, you know, pre, pre excuse me, pre-programmed pre stuff in there. Like there is with, with a lot of the software. Right. There is nothing. There are no sound banks. There is no radio signal. There mm -hmm. is no data of any kind, no vocal. Hold on. I Sorry, my computer just freaked out. Are you still there? <laughs> it was mine, yeah. I was waiting to, waiting to see if something was mine. <laughs> oh, it was, your, it was on your side? I don't know. No, I think it was your side. Okay, sorry. I apologize for that. Anyway, yeah, there's no, there, there's no vocal. Made it freak out. We don't know. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> There's no vocal data in it at all. None. It uses a white noise generator and it produces static white noise. That's it. There is and there's no data in that at all. No vocal data, no sound banks, no nothing. How long did it take you to make this thing? Well, it's not it's not a box. It's okay. not a device. So yeah. it's a method. 
So it's, the research is still ongoing. It's been going on for years. Um, we started to release communication that we were able to get from it because it got to the point where it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. But is that research done? Not even close. And that will continue for years. So the samples that you, that you sent me, is there any editing down the audio at all? Is there any what? Is there any editing on the, done on the audio at all, you know, to clean it up or anything? None. Wow. That, that's the advantage to Staticom is that when someone records an EVP, they take the recording back to their computer. They'll try to denoise it. They'll try to amplify it. They'll try to speed it up, slow it down, reverse it. Everything in Staticom is done in real time live. So we don't have to we don't have to do anything. We record it so that we can go back and review it because sometimes it's hard to catch things live during the moment or at least all of it. And so that's why we record it. But it takes the review process and takes all of that after the math filtration out of the equation. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And how long have you been, um, let's say, working on this as far as as far as having the use out in the field? Well, I mean, considering the fact that it, it ties in, I mean, we've been termed EVP and ITC specialists for years. Um, the Staticom project, um, we've been part of the last year or two, and it continues to evolve. Um, like I said, Ron and Lourdes began the direct radio voice procedures probably four, four and a half years ago. And we came in the last couple to um, really take it from just the direct radio voice and see what we can see what we the four of us could take it to today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for people that don't know what itc means can you explain that to them please itc is a term that frederick jurgensen came up with when someone records evp it's record and review meaning your recorder is capturing the sounds and then you go back and have to review it. He wanted a term for live two-way communication. That term was ITC or instrumental transcommunication. Cool, 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 cool. So I, you sent me a bunch of files, which I have loaded already, because I'm real excited to hear these last night. And um, I guess we'll just get to them. So people sure. can hear. Let me, let me get up in here. Okay, this is and Tony Rothman can and Tony Rathman can see. So here we go, guys. Wow. This this that one was captured probably a month, month and a half ago. We flew out to North Carolina to investigate a, a haunted location. And there was a small child female child in the house and normally i don't see apparitions that's that never happens well not never but rarely while we were in there and we had a, a sensitive with us and he said what are you looking at i said i think somebody's standing right at the corner of the stairs he goes yep that's sarah and then we were outside and i saw this head kind of peek through the window <laughs> and he goes, Did you see her again? I said, yeah, in the window. And then Staticom spit out that sentence you just played. Wow. Let's play it again, you guys. Wow. That is really cool. Really cool. The next one is DRV, Ron, Tony, and Buckle Finn. All right. Before you play that one. Okay. Play the one titled Bocce. Bocce? Okay, let me go for Oh, there it is. Right down there, I think. Yeah, the RV Bocce. Here we go. Spirits, can you please try to communicate with us through this device? 
Who's watching? Bachi. That was clear. Do you want us to do the rumbling? Bachi, are you keeping track of what we're doing? Marcello, can you see us? Yes. Thank you. Marcello, you started this method. It's working. Can you please try to communicate with us? So I received that one about three days prior to the one you're going to play next, which is the Tony Bocci. First time I've ever heard Bocci name come up. And then it was almost like he was trying to help us develop it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife said, you know, Bocci, this is the method, similar method to what you were using. Can you say something? And then this voice comes through that says, I'd say, glad to meet you. Well, the next one you're going to play, we're in Phoenix. Ron and Lourdes are in New Jersey. So three days after I had received that, Ron received the Tony Bocci one that you're going to play next. Okay, cool. Here we go, guys. Tony's my friend. I would agree. Can you say into these voices? And then when he confirmed it, my communication took off. I mean, this this was probably over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And um, when he said, yeah, he's my friend, the next time I turned it on, I mean, I had voices coming out of nowhere. I mean, everywhere. So it was almost like they were checking, make sure that, because he had been communicating for years prior using this method. Right. And when he said, yeah, he's my friend, then, you know, it just took off. But but the intelligence, the the knowing of what was going on, mm -hmm. the fact that they literally referenced me, mm -hmm. he's your Tony's your friend. I mean, you, you don't get that from a spirit box. You no. just you don't. No, no. That's incredible. 
Next one is energy of your mind. What All right. Be be before you play this one, it was a simple question. I wanted to know how they hear me because my voice is not being broadcast. It's not going through any electronics. I'm literally just speaking out loud. I want to know how they hear me. So this, this was what they answered. All right. Cool. How do you hear me speak? <laughs> this is cool. Well, you know, cool. it, it makes perfect sense because anybody who does EVPs knows that you can get an answer sometimes on the recorder before you even finish asking the question, yeah. which means the vocals, the actual throat, the larynx, speaking the words is not necessary for them. They get it mm -hmm. from the energy of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one is um, house in between. Save her, right? Yeah, we were doing an online event um, at the, our counterparts were at the house in between, and this is what they said. Okay, here we go. <laughs> wow, oh, let's play that again, you guys. You know, and like I said, those voices, the clarity of them, the understanding of what's said, um, you know, we put the words up, but we don't, we don't put the words up to influence what you're hearing. I mean, right. we've done tests where we put up words knowing that what's said isn't even close. People still have the ability to listen on their own. We put them up only for the fact that we, we say, okay, here's what we heard, but not to influence what. And it, the clarity of it is so distinct, the words don't even need to be there. People would still be able to tell you what's being said. Sure, sure. This other one is listed 2023-328-8362. I'm not sure what that is. Well, we'll find out. Push the button. That, that was a response. Ron had asked a question, and they referred him back to me. That's pretty cool. I can I can kind of add to this because they do you know I never thought that they like from place like you say from place to place would remember you and right. I there's this, there's one particular ghost at the Wilden Opera House out here that's a, that's an opera that's a former opera singer and, and she used to like like go to all the theaters here in Northern California so I happened to go out to the Sacramento Theater Company one day just on a ghost hunt and one of the psychics calls me over and says somebody's asking about you and I said what she says yeah. Madam's asking about you. And I thought, wow, last time I saw her was the Opera House. So it's fascinating to know that. That they do communicate that way. Yeah. You know, that they know you. <laughs> kind of creepy, but fun. You guys have done some great stuff. Dear, okay, we did that one, and we got, uh, oh, let's touch Tony. What's happening to let's touch with that one? Um, we were... At the same location that they said Tony Rathman can see. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a point in the night where I stood up out of the chair extremely quickly. And um, this was found on the recording of the Staticom like 30 seconds before that happened. Right, let's play it through. Here we go, guys. Can you, can you stop talking and let spirits that are in this house answer our questions? Okay, keep going, please, because I can hear it lesson. The clarity on these things. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, that was that was one of the biggest aspects of of working on this particular method was we had to have clarity. We had to be able to understand not only us, but anybody else listening, what's being said without people arguing about what was being said. And that was a huge component to, to bringing this in or back to the 21st century. Um, you're not, you're not a sensitive, right? Or I guess you do see them though. Right. Okay. Okay. No, see, that's, what, that's what's cool is, you know, sometimes people think that, okay, it has to be a psychic that, that does these EVP sessions and stuff. But it doesn't because you might have just something about you that the ghost likes. And that's apparently what's happening with you. Right. That's really cool. Let's look at that again, guys. Can you stop talking and let spirits that are in this house answer our questions? What? Okay. Keep going, please, because I can hear it lesson. So my question for you is when they said let's you know, let's touch Tony, did you feel anything at all? Oh yeah, they did. That's why I jumped up from the chair right after that. <laughs> okay. Because I'm good for you know doing that to my investigators. If if one particular investigator seems like they're getting more attention than the others, I'll be like, Well, why don't you go touch so and so? Touch her on the hand, touch her on the arm, you know. That's that's just really cool. Really cool. Here's the no cops one. I thought this one was really slick too. What's your favorite part? Sorry, this one's absolutely fascinating because one of our team members asked them a question. What do you like about this house? You know, and you would expect an answer. This just shows the intelligence. But you would expect an answer like a particular room. I like the den or I like the study. But this is what they answered. Wow, here we go. What's your favorite part of this house? What room? You can't deny that one. No. And it answered the question with yep. both timing relevance and intelligence and the the house was on originally 5000 acres so it's in the middle of nowhere so it would have absolutely had every aspect of what he just defined that is awesome let's do it again that that one's really cool what's your favorite part of this house what room <laughs> That's fantastic, and you can see. You know what? What else too? I'm noticing as these these things play out, you you can see how you guys have, have tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it because it gets better and better and better. Right? Yeah, you can see the progress over the over time. That is beautiful. Okay, this next one is called New Jersey. All right, so. Again, Ron was asking questions because there was a voice that contacted him weeks before we even took this trip. And it turns out that the guy's name talking to him was James Patterson. So when he got there, he said, does anybody know a James Patterson? Is there any James Patterson associated with this house, which is the Montgomery house? Everybody's like, no, no, no. We got there. There was a huge photo on the wall with a military man. His name was James Patterson. So Ron asked the question, were you contacting me before we came out here? And what city do I live in? That's what he asked. All right. Here we go, guys. James, when you came through to us at our house, what state do we live in? Thank you. Wow. This is, I mean, this is, this is like cutting edge stuff, guys. This is, this is something. Let's hear yeah, that one I... again. Wow. James, when you came through to us at our house, what state do we live in? Thank you. 
This is just an app for a tablet. No, it's not an app. Okay, what is, how does it work? I know you don't want to give your secrets out, but basically... It, 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 it basically takes broadband white noise okay. and filters it. Okay. It uses a it uses a software program called VST, which is Virtual Studio Technology. It's used by producers of songs um, to manipulate frequencies, background noise. So we use that to filter the the white noise. And under white noise is every sound the human ear can hear from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. While the sound of a thousand voices talking at once, if they're all at the same level, sounds like white noise. You can't distinguish a single voice. Right. So when we pulled apart white noise, what did we find? Thousands of voices. This is, this is something. I've got this one that says Roger. Oh, yeah. Um, we were doing a live demonstration. Roger asked if he would be able to communicate with the spirits on his own. And this is the answer he got. Okay, here we go, guys. One more time. Do I have permission to talk to you on my own? No, that's amazing yeah it's amazing. it is especially when you find out they can hear you that they're listening in real time too i mean that's just something Absolutely. Absolutely. Play that again, you guys. Play that again, you guys. One more time. Do I have permission to talk to you on my own? No, get out. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing stuff. I mean, it really is. Even today, after having worked on it for as long as the group has, you know, even we take a step back sometimes and go, "Oh my gosh," you know, because because of the way that it functions. And do we do we know the limitations of it? Do we know the boundaries of it? Not even close yet. Not even close. So this is like you said. This is still in development. I mean, what what do you? You know, once you get this put together the way you want it, what are, are you going to keep it for yourself? Or are you going to have, you know, a distribution system for other ghost hunting teams? Or it's not something we're going to sell. We didn't do it. Nothing we've ever done was was to make money. So mm -hmm. we are finishing up about a three-hour documentary mm -hmm. on it, on the process, on how it works. Um, and people can take that information and and do it themselves. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. We have a last one that says, trust me. That one, uh, that one was a, is a little scary because of the information. We don't ever get information about demons or negativity. You know, that's, that's Hollywood for you. But this one, this one has some information in it that made us go, okay, maybe this house isn't as innocent as thought. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go, guys. So precious. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it that that doesn't come through often, but uh, to have it come through and to to hear that live and uh, know that they're talking about. But, you know, the other thing is that that particular house was used as a courthouse. Um, there were hangings and stuff in the back. So could that be 
um, an association to the fact when it was a courthouse and, you know, people in chains, because I'm sure they were brought into court that way back in the 1800s. So, you know, it's you have to determine what you're hearing and how it relates to the background of, of where you're at. But but the greatest thing about Staticom is that you don't have to be in a haunted location. We use it right here at home and we always get voices. It never, it never, it's never not performed ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you study the paranormal, you realize that they're all around you no matter what anyway. Correct. I mean, we're all surrounded by them. Just go to the mall or go to a movie or whatever. I mean, they're, they're just there. So this right. is really cool. I'm going to play that. Trust me one more time. So precious. That's great. So with your clients that, you know, the investigations you have been out on, what do the clients think of this? People are absolutely blown away by it. I mean, just as we are, and we still are today. But, you know, when you can ask a question and with timing and relevance, get a response mm -hmm. that can answer the question. Um, you know, and we've even done experiments where we had someone in the audience write a word on a piece of paper and go hide it or put it somewhere where no one else in the audience can see it. And then somewhere in between, we'll say, okay, what, what's the word written on that piece of paper back there? And they'll say it without anybody even have known except the person who wrote it, what word's on it, and they'll say that word. So, and then you've got people that'll ask personal questions about loved ones that passed away and they'll get their answer and they'll be like, nobody else knew that. There's no way anyone, no one was ever told that information. And you know, it, it's emotionally touching to them. And that's, that's the real payoff in being able to come up with a device that can truly give intelligent and relevant answers. Now, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you have tested this at your house. See, I have a tendency oh, yeah. to not test anything at my house because I don't want to know what's in my house. I have no desire <laughs> to. So t tell me about you know doing this in your house. Is, you know, have you opened up anything that, that, that would pull more stuff into your house because you're doing this? or No, things that we experienced in the house came from 13 years of investigating all over the world. Uh -huh. um, so we've had, we've had things follow us home, no doubt about it. But it didn't come from, you know, 12 years of building spirit boxes or, or uh -huh. static uh -huh. The communication seems to be, or at least has been up to this point, um, non-confrontational. Well, I can see, you know, I, I can see right now that once you get the bugs out of this thing, you know, and get, get it to where you, well, like you say, you're, you're going to allow people to build, you know, to create it themselves. There's going to be a huge want for this. Oh yeah. It's going to change. It's going to change the, the whole paranormal idea of research and communication. I mean, it'll, it'll change ITC, but it needed it. I mean, let's face it. People have known about EVPs and spirit boxes for, for years, yeah. but it, you know, can people catch EVPs today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could they catch them 50 years ago? Yeah. What, what was known beyond that? Did anyone determine how that's happening or how those voices are getting onto the, you know, people ask the questions. But did anybody figure out or go beyond the point that, yeah, I can get one? No, mm -hmm. they didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your most memorable investigations? Huh. That would depend on what circumstances you're looking for. The scariest, the, the darkest, the, the strangest. I mean, there's so many variables to that question. I mean, a lot of them that come to mind are the Diplomat Hotel in Baguio City, Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Four-day investigation when COVID was happening on the Queen Mary, when no one was on the ship except for the film crew. Uh, I mean, I could just I could just keep naming, but um, the Old Phelps Dodge Hospital here in Arizona. Um, 
the Bel Air house. Um, I mean, there's Hotel San Carlos. Um, you know, I, 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 it, it all depends on, you know, the different interactions. Um, the La Posada Hotel, uh, where, you know, they either showed us something new we hadn't experienced prior or something was learned that really stood out. So, it, you know, there, there's so many memorable investigations that it's hard to pinpoint, you know, just one or two or a handful even. Well, tell me about the Queen Mary. Well, the Queen Mary was great because, like I said, it was a, it was a four-day investigation. It was a live streaming that went out through the dark zone. Um, there was no one else on the ship. Every room door was open. You could walk down those super long hallways and it was actually scarier going down them with every room door open because mm -hmm. you knew you were being watched. Everybody know, who knows anything about the Queen Mary knows it's got a high concentration of spiritual activity. But every time you walked by those open doors, it felt like you were being watched from inside every one that you passed. But there was a ton of activity that went on. It was a it was a great experience to be there for, for four days. Did you guys have any contact with the little girl? Well... We can't say for sure, but here's the reason why. We were able to set up a camera overlooking the pool, but because of the damage that was happening to the ship at that time, we weren't allowed in the pool area, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is where she hangs out. Well, I think uh, quite a few years ago, I came in contact with her just on uh, the silly little ghost walking tour they have before I was an investigator. And I remember I was near a dining salon or, or, or one of the dining areas, you know, up top and i felt something go right through me in fact it got to the point where my face turned green and i was just sitting there and that's yeah. when the, that's when the guide said well it's a little girl she's looking for her mother so she'll attach to she'll try to attach to women you know that that, that are here and i thought oh that's weird but i mean that's the contact I, I had when i was on there that's what i felt mostly was her is it hard you know i've never um investigated a cruise you know a big ship like that is it hard to do investigations? I mean, you got to know where to set your cameras up, but the, I mean, it's so big. How do you figure out where, where to put your cameras and stuff? Well, you know, the thing about paranormal is it can't be forced and can't be controlled and you can't mm -hmm. expect it to happen. A lot of it's luck. You have mm -hmm. to be in the right place at the right time. Can we, can, can we make them speak? Can we make them leave EVPs? Can we make them show mm -hmm. themselves? No. Why? Because, Spirits, we believe, have free will just like we do as humans, and we have choices. We can we can do it. We cannot do it. We can ignore the question. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's luck. you got to be in the right place at the right time. But it's yep. also based on you as a person, what kind of energy you carry, whether right. they're going to want to communicate or not. Now, for your team, that you, have, you do have a team. Are you guys more science-based, or do you kind of – stay in the middle we are i guess definitely science-based mm -hmm. um from a fact that we want to know more than just i mean we we stopped trying to figure out if ghosts exist mm -hmm. years ago because we know they do right. now we want to know is how much information can they give are they willing to give are they allowed to give we want to base what we're doing on the laws of, of science, mm -hmm. but with, with an understanding that science is only based on the 3D world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Science cannot explain the variables to the paranormal. They don't know what they are or how they work, and neither do we. So mm -hmm. you can use science as an understanding to maybe justify your theories mm -hmm. and proceed with those theories based on that information. But science is never going to fully give you an explanation to what's happening from something that we term paranormal because it's abnormal. It's above normal mm -hmm. beyond it. Mm -hmm. um, when you do do an investigation, what's your procedure for investigations? 
Well, it depends on what we're being called out for. If it's an investigation that we're doing on our own because we want to find out what's happening in a location, that procedure is going to be different than if we get called to a business or a home where a family is concerned. So, you know, again, it depends on circumstances. But if it's a place, a historic place that we just want to find out, you know, we'll we'll start by walking through. You know, the sensitives in the group will tell us where they think good spots are to try, to test, to do EVPs. And then a progression happens where we'll start simple with an EVP. If we get a response, then we'll move up to breaking out Staticom. Or what we'll do is we'll do traditional investigation using the traditional equipment, which we own all of it. And then we'll we'll try to back it up with what we captured, what we think we captured with audio responses from Staticom. Okay. My question here, I know Staticom is your favorite toy right now. You know, Absolutely. Toy, but you know what I mean. Other than that, if you didn't have Staticom, what piece of equipment do you think is, is one of the best pieces of equipment that you're using? Well, you know, I, I think if you take Staticom out of the equation, it's going to be a camera, a digital recorder. Um, like I said, audio is the biggest um, capture in paranormal to me. You know, it, it, it's bigger than some blinking light saying, you know, something's here. Or it's it's even better than um, a flare. Can you capture stuff on a flare and have we? Absolutely. But when I can get an audio response from a, a body that's not in front of me, giving me a, a, a relevant answer to the question I asked. And before I even hear the answer, I can tell if it's, male or female. I can tell if it's an adult or a child. I can tell if there's some sort of accent or territory dialect based on how they're pronouncing their words. I can tell you emotional state. I can tell you if they're happy, if they're sad, if they're mad, if they're upset, if they're angry. Before I even listen to the words they said, that to me cannot be compared with any other device of capture out there and that's why vocal interaction led the pack for us as far as top notch how many investigations have you guys done you think couldn't even tell you hundreds okay are there particular places that you like going to, you know back to i want to go back to the diplomat hotel because that place was amazing Absolutely incredible. We could hear them speak with our own ears. Wow. wow. Of course, it was pouring rain, and the water was running down the inside walls into these little streams that would flow through the building. Mm -hmm. That created white noise. That created a, a natural white noise for them to be able to facilitate their voice over that white noise. So it's a, mm -hmm. it's a reduction in the signal-to-noise ratio, which builds on top of the white noise background and allows their voice to be audible and we could actually hear them speak. So uh, where's that hotel located? Baguio City, Philippines. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the evidence you collected there? We have unbelievable stuff. We have, like I said, my we have a clip of my wife asking questions out loud. You can hear the answers are all on the recorder. We can hear them with our own ears. She probably asked four or five questions, all with responses that followed. Um, the place has a very traumatic history. It was a retreat for priests and nuns. World War II happened. General Yamashito came in, beheaded all the priests and all the nuns. Then it turned into a, a hotel. They had a problem with people committing suicide there. So the history just has negativity and death in it. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we were the only two people in the building. It's behind a huge gate. It was after hours. We had to get the mayor's permission to even let us in after dark. So it sits on top of about a 10,000-foot mountain. There's no neighbors around. So no other voices are possible. We were the only two. The security guard wouldn't even go in after the sun went down. And we could hear them speak. There was a dark sense in there. The hallways twist and turn. 
And I've never heard my wife say, let's go outside. I mean, we, it was probably 20 minutes into the investigation. And I said, it's pouring rain. Why do you want to go outside? She goes, please. I'm like, all right. So we went outside. She goes, I, I can hear them speak. She said, I'm afraid I'm going to go around the corner and something's going to be standing there. And she's like, I just need a break. <laughs> I said, awesome. I understand. That's awesome. So what's next for you guys? Well, you know, it's a continuation of what we've started. Staticom is going to take years of, of research. This is just the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, we're looking at further being able to clarify the voices, to be able to manipulate um, and zone in on different frequencies manually, to be able to um, be able to select conversations. Right now, we had to limit them because if we don't do that, there's so many voices talking at once that it's mm -hmm. unbelievably, unbelievably hard to hear. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, easiest place is probably Facebook under Tony Rathman. If you want to see our clips, we've got a YouTube channel with all sorts of Staticom. If you just search Staticom, you'll find it. Um, I also have one under Entity Voices, which has every investigation we've done. Um, there's 545 clips, I think, up there or something. But but that's the easiest way. Okay. You mentioned a documentary earlier. Yeah, we are probably hoping to release it mid-July. We're really close to completing it. Um, it's about three hours long, though, and... Uh, some great information in there and i think people will thoroughly enjoy it but it's called knowingly talking to the unknown like the banner behind me um so keep an eye out for it and you've also been on a couple tv shows right or in documentaries yeah i've done a couple different documentaries um sounds of the dead evp life after um why do you want to believe um so yeah you can more than welcome to check those out. Most of them are on, on uh, YouTube or Tubi, I believe. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. I did. I love I love the work you're doing. Just Thank you. It. So hopefully, you we, you know, hopefully we can get you back on a later date and, and talk more about this stuff, you know, and, and check in with you and see how it's going. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much, Tony. Have a great night. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, guys, that was fascinating. I told you this, this work they're doing is fantastic, you know, to get those voices. And, uh, you know, after doing, after doing this for as long as I have, I'm a little tired today. After doing this for as long as I have, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see how the technology has changed to do this kind of work. Okay, that being said, tomorrow is Casual Friday. It's Nancy Mance Friday, and we're going to be discussing people's fears. So uh, be ready in the chat room, uh, you know, Tell us your biggest fear, and uh, we'll see if we can help you with that. Anyway, I'm tired today. It's been a long day. I've been doing yard work, a lot, a lot of yard work and stuff. And it's like my, my schedule's been bizarre. I get up really early in the morning, go out to yard work because it's getting hot, right? Come back in, take an afternoon nap, get get back in here, prep the show, do the show, go back out after the show when the sun goes down because it's cooler, do more yard work, then come back in, have dinner, back on working on the show for show stuff. So I'm kind of punch today 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 was more punchy than I was. In fact this morning when I got up I was exhausted. But anyway I want to thank all of you for coming today. And of course again if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you saw, please be sure to hit that uh, that uh, those like buttons and the smiley faces and please be sure to hit that follow button. Uh, if you're watching from YouTube and you like what you saw, same thing. Plus hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And again you can find me at, on Facebook. You can find California Haunts on Facebook. You can find California Haunts at Twitter. You can find California Haunts at TikTok. And you can find Cal Haunts on Twitch. But you can also find my personal account over on Instagram under Ghostigale. All right, guys. I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening.